like the last year specifically has been like a hugely transformative spiritual journey for me and one of the biggest things one of the biggest lessons that keeps coming up and that has been something I've really been fighting for is just to trust myself in the book Glennon calls it your knowing whether you call that intuition God whatever that is for you whatever whatever name you want to use it's really like tapping into that and trusting it and having faith in it and knowing that true to yourself and, and your needs and what you want um, is really that's that's the right thing to do in any situation hey everyone i'm rochelle your host for this podcast i am a health coach photographer highly sensitive and it took me almost 33 years to find my purpose and passionate life i've had some ups and downs for sure and the biggest lesson i've gotten is just to trust yourself to slow down and really listen and trust your body yourself and so in this podcast, I'll talk about all of my experiences, my journey, all things health and spirituality, and really just share all of that with you, what's worked, what hasn't, but always remember through it, just take what works and leave what doesn't. We are all unique individuals, and not everything is going to work for everybody. Honor and trust yourself. Thank you so much for listening, and as always, sending you light. Hey everyone. All right. So I just read the book Untamed in literally one night. Um, so I wanted to just come on and talk about the lessons I learned from this book. I literally could not put it down. It's basically about being wildly and unapologetically yourself, specifically as women. We're like so often taught as women to like sit in the fit in these like certain boxes, like, you know, be proud of your body, but don't show it off, you know, be outspoken, but don't overspeak other people play small. So we're just like so confused and constantly, like I said, forced into these cages, it almost feels like. So this book was really just about like tapping into that wildness that is you because so often we like have this fire, this flame inside of us, this wildness that we just feel is like unobtainable or we can't draw it out or, you know, worrying about how people will think. So it was a really great book. It literally, I was like laughing, crying. I was feeling so much. So I, I've just been like thinking about it all week and I'm definitely going to read it again, but I just wanted to come on and really talk about the lessons that I learned through the book. I talk a lot about on social media and here. Um, I just talk a lot about feeling everything because I truly, truly believe that's the way to heal. That was definitely one way that I was able to heal because we're told growing up that we shouldn't be too emotional, right? Like don't cry too much. Don't be so sensitive. Um, and especially if you're a man, right? You're not allowed to show your emotions. That's, you know, less less than manly. So uh, there's really, we, we so often suppress it down. And from a health perspective, um, a lot of times when we don't deal with our emotions, they manifest themselves physically as like shoulder pain or back pain. Um, you could be having heart palpitations. There's so many ways that undealt with emotions manifest themselves physically. And really, I, like I said, I truly believe there's no way to heal and grow without feeling. And the trick is to allow yourself to feel without resistance. Just surrender yourself to the feeling. It is hard as hell and it hurts. And a lot of times we feel like because we're in pain and because we're hurting, we're not growing, but we, you really are. 
And like I said, for me, somebody who I spent so much of my life not allowing myself to feel, and I was so proud of that growing up, you know, I wasn't an emotional person. I never cried. Um, but really I was just stuffing all these emotions down and it didn't feel good. And it, and on top of the fact that it doesn't feel good to stuff them down when you finally do 30 some odd years later, or however long it takes you to actually like face, face it. Oftentimes, like we feel like we're not going to survive that pain because it's so much but you will survive it, right? You've survived all the hard things that you've gone through up until now. You've survived all the pain, all the hurt, all the grief, all the loss, all the shame, all the all of these things, you've, you've survived it. So know that as scary as it is to feel like that, you are going to survive it. You will be okay. Um, and so while I was reading this book, I really was reflecting on I don't know if you heard that, my jaw cracked. I was really reflecting on my life and how many times in my life I did things for other people because I didn't want to hurt or disappoint them. It just feels so much easier for us to disappoint ourselves than to disappoint someone else. And there was one part in the book where Glennon Doyle, the author, she gives advice to her daughter. Well, her daughter comes to her asking for advice. Her brother um, wanted her to do something and she didn't want to do it. So she asked Glennon and her mom what she should do. And Glennon asked her, well, what do you do? What do you want to do? And she said, well, I don't want to do it. And she says, well, then that's what you should do. And she says, but I don't want to disappoint her brother. And so Glennon tells her, she says, every time you're given the choice between disappointing someone else and disappointing yourself, your duty is to disappoint someone else. Your job throughout your entire life is to disappoint as many people as it takes to avoid disappointing yourself. And I just thought that was so powerful. It's something like, I wish I had given that, been given that advice as a child, um, you know, from your parents, teachers, friends, like whoever. So as I was reading this, I just realized how much of myself I had lost in the past. And now as I grow and struggle to find myself again, this book really just helped something click within me because for me, like the last year specifically has been like a hugely transformative spiritual journey for me and one of the biggest things one of the biggest lessons that keeps coming up and that has been something I've really been fighting for is just to trust myself in the book Glennon calls it your knowing whether you call that intuition god whatever that is for you whatever whatever name you want to to use it's really like tapping into that and trusting it and having faith in it and knowing that just being true to yourself and, and your needs and what you want um, is really, that's that's the right thing to do in any situation, to be wildly unapologetically yourself because the world needs you exactly as you are. Like you were created exactly as you are for a reason. And so, like I said, this was definitely one of the first lessons I learned on my spiritual journey. And it just kept showing up over and over and over, like trust yourself. Anytime I would meditate or ask like what message I needed, it's all like comes down to trust. Uh, surrendering and trust, all the answers, knowledge, love, validation, everything that you need truly comes within you. And I, once you can like still yourself enough to really feel that and understand that, it changes everything. And from someone who spent their life being told what to do and thinking I was wrong, I honestly, when I first started all this, I like could not believe that the answer was that simple. I was like, no, there's gotta, there's gotta be another way. It can't just be as simple as like trusting myself. But you know, how, and on top of it, because I had spent so long being told what to do, how to act, what to think, what to feel, I literally, I like I had ignored my intuition. I'd like pushed it down so much that I didn't even know how to like tap into that. I, I just, it was such a foreign idea for me. 
And it's like, it keeps coming up, not, not keeps coming up, but it, it has come up a lot in the sense of like, you know, I talked, I just talked about uh, needing validation from others or needing, needing these things from others. And I think the knowledge that you don't need it from others, it truly comes within you, but then also the self-awareness to know that we like that from other people. And it's also knowing the difference between needing it from yourself and just being true and honest for the, for what, for your wants and needs from others. And so I think the, the beautiful thing about life too, is that we all have these stories about how we got where we are today. And we all have the power to rewrite these stories. I found power in the truth that I am not a victim from what happened to me. Everything bad or good in life that I've experienced has happened for me. It happened for me to sit right here now as a health coach to be able to help others, to be able to be like the best mom that I can be for my kids. And sometimes being the best mom just means loving them unconditionally because I know like this is this whole quarantine has shown me how difficult homeschooling is. Uh, you know, there are a lot of times like as a parent that I just feel like I'm failing, like I'm not showing up enough for my kids or I'm not pushing them enough. But then I just sit back and I know that they will look back on these times and know it's not been perfect and school has been lacking and I've been slacking and, you know, all these things. But I know that I know that they feel that love that comes from me. And so, you know, we're all doing the best we can with what we have and we all have scars and and traumas and, you know, parts of our inner child that need work done from our parents. And it's, you know, it's easy to point the finger and blame, but now that I am a parent, I understand like our parents are just trying to do the best they can with what they have. And I really love the saying, it was in the book, but you know, uh, what Maya Angelou says, you know, do the best you can until you know better. Then when you know better, do better. So it's, it's so true. Like, you can only do the best you can with what you know, but once you know better, you have to do better. And, you know, that's just really, we can only like tr truly show up in this world as ourselves. Like we have to, you have to, you are made the way you are for a reason. Some people like you, some people hate you, but it's really like being true to what matters it. And it won't be easy, <laughs> especially like I've always been so concerned about what people thought about me. And so to, to break that, it's like a constant being consistent and struggling every single day. And it won't be easy. But, you know, like as Glennon said in the book, like what I just said, like your job is to disappoint as many people as you can to avoid disappointing yourself because like no one else lives in your head. Like, why would you want to have that negativity, that hostility, just such a chaotic life is chaos that we don't need to take that internally as well. And it's so important, it's so important to notice your thoughts, right? Like allow them, but gently bring them back to a place of love because we're all gonna have insecurities. We're all gonna have like doubts. We're all gonna have like negative thoughts that are gonna pop up and that's okay. Just knowing that you can gently bring that back, allowing yourself to feel those things and knowing that it's fine, um, but just always bring yourself back to this place of love. That's, that's, it's so important. And, you know, that's one thing like in the book, as I was thinking, like, I don't want to be on my deathbed or, or, you know, turn 50 or 60 with like regrets or wishes that I had done things differently. So why if you have to start somewhere and it's, <laughs> it comes down to a place of vulnerability, which is really hard, especially when you've been hurt and you've experienced that pain, but specifically knowing those, 
you know, in certain relationships or situations or toxic th- or anything that triggers you, like, no, we, we're all connected and we're all one. So what you do to someone else, you're really doing to yourself. And so, you know, even when other people are speaking to you, now I look at it from a lens of like noticing what they're saying and what that says about them because it's not always about you. And that's like truly triggers something I've really noticed in the last few months, like things and people that like trigger me really bad. Now I understand like those people are just showing me things that I still need to heal and grow within myself. Um, And so that's what I'm saying. Like we are all connected, right? It all works as one. We're all one. And so when you speak to yourself, going back to like speaking to yourself and finding this place of love in yourself, when you're not speaking to yourself from a place of love, it not only affects you, but it affects those around you because we are all connected. Um, It's just just the way that the universe works. (laughs) So you can't do something to yourself without without doing it to somebody else. Um, And you know, it's scary because sometimes we may lose friends along the way. And I know I've lost quite a few through the years when I've made like big changes. But the truth is like, if they didn't love you for you and, and, or they loved you for a certain um, aspect of yourself or, or if if they don't love you through the change and transformation, then they didn't truly love you to begin with. And as hard as it might be, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with losing people who don't truly love me for me because they're not going to help me on my journey for my spiritual journey, my journey, my growth, like whatever it is in life. And then like, I think about my kids, right? Who do I want them to be? Who do I want them to see me as? Because our kids learn so much from watching us. They watch, they learn more from watching us than they do from what we tell them to do. Um, and that's just, that's the way it is. So I can tell my kids all day how to be, but unless like they see it modeled in me, it's not going to stick. It's being hypocritical, right? So who I am is so important to my kids' growth. And so through all of this, I choose me because I want them to choose them. When I chose to leave my marriage, I did that because I wanted to choose myself and I didn't want them to think that that was a normal marriage. I didn't want them to think that that's how they were going to be treated. I didn't want my daughter to feel like that's how men were supposed to speak to her. And I certainly didn't want my son to think that's how he was supposed to speak to women. So I choose myself because I was choosing them and I want them to choose themselves. I want them to stand in their power and just know that they're worth everything. You know, like my son, he loves to sing and I'm always telling him he's got such a beautiful voice, whether or not he really truly does, you know, I want him to, to believe that so that he so that he has this confidence and he's not afraid to take chances and to love life, you know, like go, go ahead, sing, you know, just we, we, because the truth is like, you cannot go through this experience of life without going through suffering. We are all going to suffer. We are all going to feel pain. And I know my kids will do that. And it hurts me to my core, but there, it's just a part of life. But I also want them to know that I am here to support them. I am here to help them through all of it. And so I think just by modeling all of this, even though like I'm still struggle, I am so far from being perfect, but I know that they're watching me through this journey. They watch me meditate. They watch me, you know, be kind. They, all of these things that I'm trying so hard to model for them. I know that they see it. So just keep in mind, like, just think, like, ask yourself, are you being yourself? Are you being wildly, unapologetically yourself? 
And if the answer is no, you have to start somewhere. And it's just, it's baby steps. Sometimes we feel like we aren't moving. Sometimes we feel like we take 10 steps forward and nine steps backwards, but you still made that one step forward, you know? Self-awareness is the first step to all of this. Like I said, once you know better, do better. Set goals, journal, feel, like truly just live. And I really feel like if this whole quarantine thing has shown us anything, it's really how to be present with yourself. Like you have nowhere to hide anymore. (laughs) We just don't. So be yourself. Like the world truly needs you as you are. Like you were created this way to be yourself, to to show up in the world as you are right now. Um, And so that really is just kind of what I got out of this book. Um, Like I said, I thought it was beautiful. I'll leave the link for it in the show notes if you want to read it. But just, you know, be yourself, be true to yourself, be who you are, um, love yourself. That's that's really where it all starts. All of these other tools are ways to help you get there, to help you love yourself, to help you show up and honor yourself. Um, and just, yeah, don't, don't disappoint yourself anymore. <laughs> if you have to disappoint someone else as hard as it, it is, do it because you, you live with yourself. So, um, Next month is May, which is my birthday month, and I'm so excited. Um, I usually really don't care that much about my birthday because I think Mother's Day is right around the same time. It's just not been a big deal for a while, but I think just like this year with this whole like spiritual journey I've been on and this, you know, everything that I've kind of been going through, it's more of like a honoring myself in, in, in just this process and this journey because it was a year ago that I chose to invest in myself and become part of this like manifestation intuition group and I think that really really was the cause of so much of my transformation so it's kind of more of a celebration of that journey than specifically my birthday um, but they all go hand in hand and um, I am going to be doing another episode just about all of my favorite things um, so different things that have helped me along the way um, again as always like take what you want leave leave what doesn't work for you but I'm gonna have all of that That'll be a really exciting episode. I've been wanting to have one for um, a few months, and fingers crossed it's all going to line up. 